Hey, you're listening to the Deskography Podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jeremy. This is episode 41, but more importantly, it's the first episode of 2021. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, a, a rough year so far for our recording. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, constant listeners, you will note that we have not released an episode this year. Uh, we have released two bonus uh, interview episodes, and that is 100% due to me uh having more dental surgery i know it, it sounds it sounds like i'm making it up but i fucking wish i was uh <laughs> but anyway uh hopefully hopefully that's done for a while at least until later this year um but uh it's good to be back how you feeling jeremy how you feeling you feeling tight loose what are you feeling maybe a little bit of both you know uh, loose tight yeah the old the lo- loose you know what All I mean? Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Is that like a no. mineral? Is that a mineral? <laughs> I've been, I've been, yeah, it's a mineral. I've just been uh, looking forward to this episode for a while now. I'm just glad we're finally here. Uh, just so you guys know, um, what are we covering today, Jeff? We're covering. Oh wait, 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 wait. Man, I, it has been a while since we recorded one of these. <laughs> We have a special guest today. <laughs> I, it was so hard to be quiet. What if, we, what if we just like, recorded what the whole? Do do? What if we never introduced him? That and this literally like, would have been like, the best like thing. Forty minutes ever. in, Drew's just sitting there. We that would have been so a, funny. We just I would have sat here so diligent and waiting. Like, all right, are we gonna? Are we going to do this or what? What's going we on? We never today? actually talk about the record. <laughs> That's right. We uh, we have a guest today, special guest co-host. Uh, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Drew. I uh, I currently am living on the West Coast yeah. and I am friends with people. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good introduction, Drew. That's a great synopsis. Like, I Drew, am on the living West on the West Coast, friends, friends with, with people. people. That's, That's true. Like, I don't know what else to say. I'm, a, I'm an Brent, avid, Brent, a gigantically avid Converge fan. Yeah. So this episode suits me well. I'm excited to be doing this. Spoiler alert, um, Drew. We hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> I mean, it's it's in numerical order. It's also right. in, it's also in the name of this episode. <laughs> All right. Yeah, before we get. Before we and get also there, I've been obsessively listening to that um, JP interview. I must have listened to that podcast oh, three times. Thank you for oh, saying that. You. It's I, just so good, and it's someone <laughs> who I've uh, looked up to for a long time. So it was really cool to same. hear him talk. Same about for stuff, me and so. Jeff. Uh, yeah, it was it was <laughs> neat. It was neat. I was like right before class uh, last week, just like driving around town, listening to that podcast. It was <laughs> awesome. Hell yeah! Well, I'm glad I'm glad you checked it out. Yeah, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, we interviewed Justin Pearson, and it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, Drew. We know you from uh, Kill Me Please originally, right? Is that how yes. we... <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm... My mind's a little spacey right now. Uh, uh, me and Jeff's band listeners, uh, Machinist, did a split with Kill Me Please two years ago? 2019. Right? Two, Summer yeah, of 2019. Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah time flies. Uh, you can find it on Spotify and stuff. But Drew, you're in uh, some other projects as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, So Kill Me Please... Um obviously it's just me and trey it's just two piece um and we are like always inactive like we (laughs) we really just we just don't really do much right now but um i'm in a band called dry socket right now um we have a record coming out on 
To Live a Lie Records Fuck and yeah. Blind Rage and Crew Cuts. It's like a gigantic press to do in for our EP. And we just recorded a split uh, for another record label called Dropping Bombs. Uh, oh, I, I know them. Out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing a split with this band called Bull Cult. And, um, <laughs> That's a cool name. <laughs> That is a cool yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I got this solo ambient project called Landscapes. It's but so you, fucking it's cool. On, thank you. It's on <laughs> all streaming services, but you cannot find it. So uh, <laughs> like I, nothing, nothing I can do to <laughs> short of spelling out the name and a song title all at once. You cannot. It just won't show up. So, you know, good luck finding that one. And, and then uh, I'm also doing a super secret noise project, noise rock project that I uh, I will just tease and leave without any name right now. Excellent. That I'm working on. Drew also recorded all the music for the uh, my side of the split that I put out with Wanchi last last year. Uh, yes. Drew, oh yeah, Drew, Drew, Drew did Carbon Sermon, mm -hmm. and he's doing currently we got a couple more things in the in yeah the works currently with doing that music too. for the next uh, next EP. Yeah, we got like three three jams when, done. For when that is one. that? When is that Dry Socket record coming out? Like, uh, so um, it's out on tape. I actually right. think it's Stoked Records already sold out, but Ugly and Proud has tapes in UK, and mm -hmm. then uh, we just got the test presses. I have. Oh, I don't know. Oh. It's somewhere. I just we just got our test presses. He also made made me made sure to tell me that it doesn't mean that anything's coming any quicker just because it's just super backed up. <laughs> yeah, he said like you know yep. get excited but not too excited. It's still gonna take some time, but mm -hmm. um, they sound really awesome from what Hell everyone yeah. says. I have my record players in storage, so um, <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be like. Four different variants or something like that. Sick. Colors. Sick. Uh, each label has a variant color, and then there's like a black. Mm -hmm. um, it's pretty wild. It's like I don't know. They're pressing a crazy amount, um, and uh, I'm still in disbelief. So, no, do you have any idea when that will be out uh, on so, vinyl? It'll be this. It'll be this year for okay. sure. Okay. Obviously, um, it's like you know ready. It's um, I just I don't know. I have no idea on a date. It took. Let's see. We recorded the first weekend of February last year. Um, and then it got picked up from those labels in like March and it's been since March that it's been in this like, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. This like, we 100% know where state. you're at, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a different label originally was going to do it and, um, and they, uh, they actually dropped it because their, the plant they went through closed down because of COVID. So they couldn't Damn. do any records. So they were like, all right, sorry, maybe when things open up and we're like, yeah, like no big deal. We don't, you know, that's totally cool that you wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, blind rage hit us up and then was like, we're going to talk to, to live a lie and this and that. And so, um, it oh, just yeah. took forever to even get test presses. Um, mm -hmm. so that's like what March, April, maybe May they sent it in. And then we just got them Fuck. like two or three weeks ago. It's so a, it's a pretty big lead. <laughs> yeah. Like a nine. I mean, when squalor was getting records done, my old band, it, it was like nine to 10 months before we got test presses yeah. in or records. in. so, um, you know, I, it's going to be this year. Um, but I, I don't think I have a date. I would say right. just maybe a couple couple months. I don't know. Twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. Maybe summer. Coming I'll call it summer. soon. I feel coming like summer's a good uh, good soon thing to say. And then that it's will be out this year too. So cool, fantastic, just, man. That's yeah. awesome. All right, but well, let's, enough, let's let, enough about you. Let's fucking yeah, we want to talk about the good shit. <laughs> let's get to the fucking meat and potatoes or the. Soy and potatoes for our vegan <laughs> listeners. Uh, um, yeah, we wanted to 
you today know. Today we're talking. Okay, I'm fucking. We're we're twelve minutes in. We're talking about you fail me by converge. That's right. It's a fucking. That's goddamn. It's a big fucking record. Uh-huh. <laughs> it really. We is. can't. We can't we, delay this anymore. We're fucking talking about it. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we we didn't do it intentionally, but um, we wanted to start off the new year with a big record, and here it is, right yep. in our laps. Fucking yep. like w- one of the biggest records mm-hmm. that <laughs> that Death Wish will have put out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a DW. Let's see, DW zero three nine, but it is their forty first release. Uh, yep. You fail me, LP by Converge came out on September twenty first, two thousand and four. Hell yeah. So we're back in 2004? Yep, we are back to 2004. Uh, Drew, the we talk about this a lot on the pod, but like they Deathwish definitely early on like did a lot of like, it's like 2004, 2003, 2005, 2004, because you know, like stuff just got, I'm sure stuff just got pushed back or like, you know, delayed. But like, oh, so, yeah, so yeah, like yeah, the, re- yeah. the release dates are crazy when you look back on it. Uh, yeah, like we, we went to 2007 for a release. Yep. Don't know how that fucking works, but that's wild. It, yeah. yeah um, so if you're just, you know, if you're coming into the podcast relatively recently, uh, we did cover Converge uh, quite a number of times already on the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Episode one, we covered Converge uh, mm-hmm. with their split with Hellchild. Uh, episode 17 uh, was their unloved and weeded out compilation record. Mm-hmm. And then episode 19 was the Long Road Home DVD that they put out. Or a video uh, album. Uh, it's a video album, Jeremy? Yeah, that's right. The video album. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're not going to really get into the history of the band on this episode. Uh, too too heavy. Uh, we'll, I'm going to go over a little bit, but if you want to know more about the band, go back to those episodes and listen in. Uh, we're just going to mainly focus on this actual record. Um, but yeah, so just a brief, brief history Converge uh, formed in Salem, Massachusetts in 1990, uh, the year I was born. Me and Converge are the same age, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, which is fun. Uh, And they... I don't know oh, yeah. if I so, realize, if I don't know if I realized they were they they were that old. I don't, re- you know, we talked about Hellchild forming in '87, but Converge formed in '90. That's crazy. Yeah, uh, according to to Wikipedia, I'll that, be mean, that means their to- their band has been a band for fucking 31 years. Yeah, nine years that- away from 40 years. Converge, a band like yeah. still on the cutting edge of. Uh-huh. Still of, putting out extremely amazing records. Yeah, exactly. Like, Still 30 years, not uh, out but, of touch. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so the last, the record before uh, this one, Jane Doe, uh, was their last record uh, as a five piece. Uh, they lost their uh, guitarist, Aaron Dalbach, uh, in between that record and this record. Uh, he went on to do Bane full time. Mm hmm. So he he was he was doing Bane and then they were like, listen, man, you just keep doing that shit. That's fucking awesome. We're going to we're going to just keep going on. So this was the first Converge record as a four piece. And in that way, because with this lineup, they have been the same lineup for the last uh, when this record 2004. I mean, the last fucking. Yeah. So they've had the same lineup since then. Um, so yeah. this is essentially uh, the birth of like, quote, Mo- modern Converge. Right, right. Modern era of Converge. Right. Um, Jane Doe is definitely the cap of early Converge. Modern life is Converge. All right. Nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. That's rough. That's rough. Let's all take a minute and appreciate the effort that was just... (laughs) All right. All right. 
first and foremost, fuck every single one of you. Uh, <laughs> every single one of both of you. Uh, okay. All right. So, um, so 2004, this is the first record where Kurt is carrying all of the guitar. Uh, yeah, he's doing everything. Um, duties. All of the guitar yeah. duties. Yeah, and this is also this is a big first album for them. This is mm-hmm. also their first release with their current record label, uh, Epitaph. Right. I mean, obviously they're on Death Wish because fucking uh, Jake owns Death Wish, but like Epitaph handles like the CD and digital end of Converge. And has this, since is this Epitaph proper? Not anti, yeah, this but is, this is like no, Epitaph. no. This is this is Epitaph proper. Um, gotcha. Yeah, so I, I actually have a little information about how they how they signed to Epitaph because they were on um, Equal Vision Records mm-hmm. for the last couple of records. Jane Doe was was the big one for that. Um, so the band was having uh, they were beginning to have some legal issues with Equal Vision, and, and during this, they had decided they wanted to maybe find a new home, mm-hmm. uh, and like there was a weird in between. Uh, basically, um, Equal Vision felt that. This is a quote from from Jacob Bannon. He says, Equal Vision felt that we were their property as a band and that we did not fulfill our obligation to them. They felt that we owed them another album. We signed a deal back then for two albums and one option of an album. And mind you, we were kids when we signed that. We were in our early 20s and that's no excuse. We had a lawyer look at it, but we were just thrilled. The label felt that petitioning The Empty Sky was not an album and did not count as a release that was part of our agreement with the label. But we felt that we'd given them the two albums and the optional third, which would be Petitioning The Empty Sky, When Forever Comes Crashing, and Jane Doe. And we said we were choosing to move on. And they said, no, you're not. We're holding on to you. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And he said, I understand their mentality and I understand their perspective, but we had a different perspective and... uh, I felt that they weren't understanding creatively where we were coming from. I felt that it was time to go. And the rest of the guys felt the same way. Hmm. So that I found really interesting because I've never really heard anything like super terrible about Equal Vision. And like, I was just going to ask contracts. if they were similar of like, because Victory Records was awful. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Victory yeah. Records so, is known to be really terrible. And, so I, I was wondering if it was a similar situation, but yeah, um, I, 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 I mean, I, I also have never him. heard anything like, you know, out of the way, but yeah. And I mean, even there, like he's not saying like they were terrible to us. He's just saying like we it sounds it kind of boils down to like we had a difference of opinion about the definitions of our contract. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, and, but you know, Epitaph uh, may be the most successful independent label in the genre. Right. Uh, like basically a major label of you know, indies or whatever. Right. They probably had a little bit of money to throw out of some lawyers to try to get them out of the contract. You know what I mean? Like it, it could be, Yeah, I imagine. Um, okay. But I have a little bit more of a quote here. Oh, he said, yeah. uh, but we weren't sure where to go or what to do at the time. Epitaph was known for primarily being a pop punk label, the era of the offspring and bad religion and rancid and every band under the sun in that genre. But they were also branching out and diversifying what they are. They had a lot of respect for our independence and our really unique character. They didn't want to group us in with the newer bands that they were signing at the time, which were bands that looked like Nikki six, but sounded like pop punk bands. <laughs> they knew we were our own thing and they respected that. And they always have. And that's the end of that quote. So, yeah, they and now that I think about it, because in my mind, I think of Epitaph as a pretty diverse label. I think of them having punk and hardcore and metal and like all over the place. Mm -hmm. But maybe 20 years ago, essentially, like they weren't they weren't. And so Converge essentially started that. kind of. so it's not clear to me. Are 
is it implicitly stated that Epitaph helped them with their legal no. troubles? No, 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 okay, no. Okay, it's okay, not. Okay. I was yeah. just guessing. That's just speculation. Uh, yeah, that's just speculation. That's gotcha, all. gotcha. Okay. So it could be, but also, you know, Epitaph could have just been around, you know, in the right place at the right time. They're like, these these guys are looking for a change and we got the change they're looking for. Yeah, they're looking for a change <laughs> and just put out uh, their out uh sorry their career defining album yes with jane doe yes uh one, a hot one of the com- most hot commodity right uh pretty big deal so yeah they wound up on epitaph and they've been there since uh which is really cool for 17 um, years <laughs> yeah and, and quite a few records um so yeah uh sorry i am all over the place tonight Bannon uh, has been quoted in a couple interviews about um, like the writing process for You Fail Me because mm-hmm. it not to get too ahead of ourselves, but You Fail Me and Jane Dale are pretty like they are they are the same band, but they're pretty different records. Yes. Uh, and we're not going to go into Jane Doe too much because that is a future episode for whatever reason. The vinyl of that came out after the vinyl of this. I don't know, uh, at least with Deathwish. So. But Bannon said, after Jane Doe was recorded and released, I thought I was going to feel the emotional burden I was carrying lift from my shoulders. I had all the puzzle pieces there in front of me. Outlets bring closure. At least that's what I thought. With that, I put myself out on the line looking for an emotional resolve with Jane Doe, and it never came. When the album was released, I didn't feel any better. Nothing was changed. My depression kept collapsing on itself. At that point, I stopped hoping and searching, and I took a long, hard look at my life and at my heart. I did a huge amount of soul-searching and found so much failure within myself. That discovery was a massive realization. As I started to see clear again, I also saw the failure in friends and loved ones around me, how we fail each other and how we fail ourselves. Mm. uh, These are songs of failure. And he's talking about You Fail Me. Uh, And ultimately surviving self-destruction and tragedy we all face in our lives. Musically, our only goal was to write an album that moved us and challenged us. And we felt that we accomplished that. That's so fucking sick. Like, as you were describing it, I was like, that's the title of the record. Like, yeah, there's so much like he is. He he might he might be talking to himself when he says you fail me. Fuck. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, like, as you guys know, like, I mean, this band takes themselves pretty seriously. But like just reading that, I was like, damn, that's, that's just deep. <laughs> yeah. I feel like musically it was a huge leap and change from Jane Doe to like, Jane Doe is insane, but it, it can be very categorically like metalcore. Mm-hmm. For sure. And this almost transcends to like noisy, like like noise rock like or chaos, I don't know. Chaotic. Chaos, like more, I don't know, almost more metal than mm-hmm. metalcore. It just does yeah. a lot more. And there's like riffs on this record that you even hear kind of throwbacks to it on like um all we love really behind and all that stuff like it's just stuff that like really changed them writing Mm -hmm. um i feel like the record was a big deal for them um do you know jeremy do you know if the um the second guitarist was present for any of the writing of this record or if kurt wrote everything so so this is like everything well they were the four piece wrote everything the band wrote everything yeah absolutely gotcha Uh, but yeah he, he he wasn't involved at all no, Aaron left basically uh, like before Jane Doe was like out. So 
Gotcha. Drew, from what I, I know. Yes. Drew, how old are you? I'm 32. 32. Okay. When, mm -hmm. uh, not to like go off on a long tangent, but like, was this your first experience with Converge or like, where did you come Actually, into Converge? No, my like, first, my first experience with Converge was Axe to Fall. Gotcha. Okay. okay wow. yeah. uh, so I mean, I, that was, that was mine too. So, so I actually got into heavier music later. I was like a ska kid. So I, I liked, <laughs> well, I it's liked cool heavier. having you on the podcast. Uh, we'll <laughs> Thanks, Drew. uh, yeah, I was in like ska bands, ska, like, like, punk ska punk bands uh -huh. for a long hey, time i mean then, code orange was a ska band at one point it's true oh, we, I know. All, we, pl it's we played there. with them we played with them <laughs> i love way that back in the day so um they used to cover unity from mop ivy um <laughs> anyway uh so um uh, it's so weird <laughs> to think about yeah <laughs> i have their uh demo that oh like, man I do have it. I, have it on my I phone. lost. I lost the the files for that. I'm gonna need uh, you to email me. Yeah, that. I have it on my phone. Uh, anyway, uh, but yeah. So it took like I always liked heavier stuff. It's just I I like um, was very into like very into just more punk in general. So it took me a long time to get into heavy music, and when I did, uh, it kind of like consumed me. Um, mm -hmm. It really pushed uh, emotional states for me, and like almost like what he said with like like uh, a mental release mm -hmm. i felt like i was finally connected to writing and stuff and axe to fall did that for me wow. um and then the so it i was able to look back on the band and listen to it with a different mindset which is probably why i like their like later stuff a little bit more like past jane doe like jane doe wasn't a defining record for me right. it's an amazing record but it wasn't it didn't hit me when it came out so at the time so there was already things after right that i liked yeah, more absolutely um but uh this record did a lot for me when i came back to it um because i just remember hearing like the first two songs like the intro song and the next one being like i want to cover these songs like uh -huh. they're just so good <laughs> right and then like there's just pivotal moments on this record that i'll never forget the first time i heard them um uh so yeah this record's just huge for me for, i um you know we talked about jeremy and i both talked about like finding converge but like i you know, I always talk about the the DVD that I saw him on, Jer, where like the, you know, like they were headlining New England Metal Hardcore Festival. Right, 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 right. And, and, I, and literally, I remember thinking, this guy sounds like a dog. He sounds like a, <laughs> yeah. he sounds like a dog barking. <laughs> um, but they're like that DVD had music videos on it also. And the music video for um, when Eagle, what is it? The Eagles become vultures. Yes. Oh yeah. That for that, this record. Yeah, yeah. That music video was on. It's either that DVD or like a Metal Equals Life DVD or something. I saw that video on a DVD, and um, I just remember like, it. I don't know, because like you know, I, I music videos for me were like very like party oriented. Like a lot of like new metal videos are kind of like it's a barbecue and all our friends are here and this, you know, <laughs> right. like, like, and this was this like, is very much not, <laughs> this was like an art piece and it was like a mini movie, you know, it's like funny. There's, I there's was going to say a, art piece as well. Um, yeah. There's like a storyline like, and I was just, like, I feel like that's like something converges always pushes. Everything is like a full art concept yes. all the time. Like and Jacob's work and like, all that. Like, even like the color grade of the video, there's like these like 
blasts of red and it's like yeah yeah uh, and i was just like what the fuck is this man i, I, I felt am, weird watching it I, like it evoked like a ugh, sense in me i'm also deathly afraid of snakes and i had to watch that video <laughs> i have a couple fucking uh, forgot about snakes and i was watching it and i was like oh shit <laughs> i have a couple notes i have a couple notes written down about the video because i wanted to talk about it and one of them is snakes why did it have to be snakes <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate snakes honestly um, yeah like you, but if you you've ever worked at a job that you absolutely hate it that music video resonates with you mm. real fucking hard yeah like, i was gonna say the the office scene reminded me of the matrix the way that i was literally was. the exact yes. same yeah. thing yes. it reminds me of the matrix so. i was mm. watching it and i was like wow i didn't realize like this is totally like yeah. ma like matrixy uh -huh. and then oh yeah it's definitely um yeah yeah that was actually uh the guy who directed that his name is zach merck um he also he's gone on to do like he does like car commercials now mm -hmm. i mean he's still directing and stuff but yeah. uh he did videos for uh converge off of jane doe for like concubine and fault gotcha. and fracture as well All right. uh, but then this was like i think his last music video with him and then he moved on to do like mm -hmm. like more professional stuff i guess i wanted to um, jump i wanted to jump back to like where you were saying like you know the the record before could be categorized as um metalcore you know uh, in some yeah. some circles like i think I was thinking about adjectives for this record and like, whereas, you know, someone might hear some of the stuff before this and think brutal as an adjective, like it's brutal sure. music. Yeah. This is like this record for me, the adjective is punishing. Like the fuck, it just goes and goes and everything about it. You feel like him talking about, you know, songs of failure. You, even if there weren't, vocals you could feel that emotion just in the tone of the guitars yeah i think in general they yeah. do a good job of evoking like a darkness yes. when they write mm -hmm. uh, like uh, or like you know he talks about depression a lot and i feel like you can definitely feel that from the music itself yeah. with like the chaos and all it's feels, just they it feels claustrophobic really hitting... to me sometimes man like it feels very yeah, like for sure it makes your chest hurt yeah, I felt like they, they were really hitting stride on more conscious thought, like mm -hmm. progressing over more than one song. Like uh, Heartless into uh, the title track, You Fail Me, is my favorite part of the record. Those two songs are insanely great. And those two like really do like sum up like that progressive side that they started getting into that made them transcend genres um, where they're still definitely a hardcore band and still definitely a metal band, but they're definitely re very progressive and uh, way more unique. And I felt like the stuff like that, like it, it, that that's one of the big defining parts of the record is those two tracks in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, not, you know, you fail me is my favorite song on this record. Um, it's almost like i don't know basically like i i just think that 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 riff that opening riff it's like i was like it's so simple but it's so fucking good mm -hmm. the tone really is. is perfect it's it just, just sounds mm -hmm. so it's incredible just so tasteful just it like is. it's what it should it's, <laughs> it is what it should be no more no less yeah it is what it should be <laughs> And those then, are the songs I love in records where maybe they don't even necessarily um, pass 
the right like they don't do the best like on stage maybe because it's like kind of a dragging song and not what you expect from converge Mm -hmm. to see live but those are like the ones that put in like that huge emotion and like it's just different and like it's it's beating you like over and over again with that riff Uh, it's you know that i love you fail me it's so good it's such a yeah it's like you had that simple riff and then the drums and bass hit and like chill every time chills go down my spine you know what i mean and then at the even at the end is like the bass just kind of keeps that main riff going but then the guitar does these like crazy noisy leads over top of it it's just like uh so just a fucking killer song so you fail me is your favorite on the record drew do you have a favorite I actually think the track before it, plus you fail me together, yeah, like heartless going in, Heart, going heartless in, and you fail me. And you fail me. Right. Um, but honest, honestly, though, like I, I might be cutting us a little early on this, but that B side isn't is very, very, <laughs> uh, very 10. good. Well, it's, um, it's yeah, it's a B side kind of. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, well, I, it's it's on. I know it's on the the re, the Redux and all that. But Eagles become vultures are is insanely insanely good. So, Not, um, uh, uh, wolves at my door. Or wolves at my door. I mean, sorry. Yeah. That, that we were just talking about the um the video. Um, yeah, wolves at my door is insanely insanely good. No, it's um, really good. Um, that's a weird so. song. So, like in the track listing. The official track listing on on the vinyl release, it's track ten, so it's not even like a tacked on thing. It's like mm-hmm. no, it's in the riddle yeah, of the it's, record. Yeah, it's like not in. It's not the end. It's like in the mix. Right. And then, but on it's not on Spotify. Yeah, I, the, I, I have the original. I, I have not heard this song. I don't think. Yeah the the original song is not on Spotify. If you want to hear it on Spotify, you have to listen to the the Redux Remind. version. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, and it's and it's there. Uh, but yeah, speaking of the Redux, I just want to briefly talk about that, just because like. It is something that that happened. Basically, uh-huh. in 2016, uh, Converge reissued this record, um, and they called it "You Fail Me Redux," and it's through Epitaph and Deathwish. Uh-huh. Um, basically, the band was quote never quite content end quote with the original mix, and they had Kurt Ballou, uh remix it uh, completely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it I also features it was- like. It Sorry, was actually the last time that Kurt wasn't fully in control yes. of mixing. So that's absolutely actually, something I was going to say. So I went back and listened to it, and I actually think that original mix is kind of jarring. Like after knowing the Redux so well, sure. I go back and I'm like, oh wow, these guitars like are really in your face, and like the levels are a little weird because I was so used to the other one. Um, so so I, we're gonna cover the Redux on like a future yeah so because it is technically a release through death wish so i sure. purposefully since starting this podcast have not like i did not listen to it and i did not mm-hmm. listen to it for this episode so like in my mind i'm like this is such a great mix how could they ever <laughs> right right it really <laughs> i think they did a, it? i think the remix remaster you're going to be very happy with it i love the way it sounds for the redux that's actually how i've ex- almost exclusively listened to it for so long i forgot <laughs> and i went back to it i was like whoa i don't remember it sounding like this like it doesn't sound mastered or something and then, uh, I, <laughs> hmm. lo and behold who, yeah, well, just who, like, who, like, who did the who did the mixing and mastering for this record well so kurt was involved yes but he wasn't yeah. like the the only the main person mm-hmm. um I don't uh <laughs> it was produced by uh Alan D. He does a lot of uh mastering work uh more recently in, in, including some like some bands you guys know like Touche Amore uh Who? and Sect Who? and uh Touche Amore? Who? Touche Amore? Oh, I'm sorry. You know. Who also Ether Coven some friends. Oh, that's sick. Uh, this yeah, this guy's worked on worked on their last record. That's fucking uh, awesome. But yeah, it was it, so it was produced by Alan and Kurt um but like 
after this, Kurt is like the main person. Mm. And not and he's never like downing on Alan or anything like that. Right. Cause they worked um they worked together on Jane Doe as well. Um well, but I they think did, Alan also did the remaster as well. Right, exactly. So, so like they continue to work together. It's just I actually have a really interesting story about the recording of the record. Uh, Bannon said, uh, he says, we were under a time crunch when we did the You Fail Me record because we had a due date with the label and we had a bunch of plans built around that. Uh, And Kurt's studio at the time, his block lost power in the middle of the summer a few times while we were mixing. It was tough because we'd be two or sorry, because we'd be two or three songs in and it'd go down and we'd just have our hands tied we'd lost half a day's work and we just had to come back the next day and start it again. And that happened multiple times. Oh, that's so nightmare because of that. And because of, uh, so they did it at Kurt's studio at God city and Alan had never worked on that board is something else that was said. Like, that's why they were never really, really a hundred percent on the mix. Can you think like, can you imagine like the, the havoc that, that, creatively would reek on people like who are like God. deep in the in the cut of like you know working um, on my this. first question is why the hell aren't they hitting the save button every like 20 minutes like because they, they, <laughs> they didn't have a, they weren't running computers back then. uh yeah that's true i'm still thinking it's not 19 years ago but yeah <laughs> yeah no they're probably fucking like it fucked up their the actual analog tapes that they were using that's oh, why man but yeah um just really really crazy um i do actually have a quick uh, it's it's uh, really crazy really like take reels get it reel to reel Uh, reel i I really did not i'm sorry guys you really didn't understand i'm fucking (laughs) i'm rough guys sorry i'm my you're (laughs) you're reeling in the dad jokes Oh man! Um, How do I have to tape this kind of shit from you? All right, uh, uh, <laughs> all right, okay. Um, so, like we were talking about, the difference between Jane Doe and, and You Fail Me is a pretty stark contrast. Uh, I have a couple quotes from Kurt about that. Um, he says, "We've never written an album thinking about whether or not it's going to meet with the approval of our fans. I'm just happy if we sell enough records so that we can continue to make records. And also, we didn't want to repeat ourselves with You Fail Me, and nor do I think we could if we wanted to. We're three years older and different people now and just needed to write a different record. Um, he says, You Fail Me is designed uh, to ease you into it and then ease you out of it. This is something about, another about the, the writing process. He said, so I would think that You Fail Me might take longer to sink in for people than, say, Mm. Jane Doe. Because Jane Doe is immediate. You know what I mean? Like uh, less accessible? Yes. And so I think that's a really interesting statement because when I think about Converge now, I think, like, this is, like, not abnormal at all. Mm -hmm. Like, this is... Listening to this record, it just sounds like Converge to me, but I can definitely... Like, I, I can't imagine the, like... Oh man, I can't wait for the follow up to Jane Doe, and it's you know it's yeah. so it, it's different. It's so different. I feel yeah. I feel like um when you like I feel like when I talk to a lot of Converge fans um who like Jane Doe is maybe their favorite record. They don't necessarily love You Fail Me. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they like it, but it's a record that they don't ever usually talk about or obsess over. Right. Um. Whereas for me, I'm I'm a little bit the opposite. Um. And I think that's uh, that's probably why it's because they wanted more of that. Like 
Jane Doe feel like it was a big record for people. So yeah, um, yeah, that would be a crazy as a follow up because once again, I did not have that experience. So. Yeah, I don't. None of us did. You know, it was is we were all introduced to Converge in the modern sense. So it's like right, you know, this just this is just Converge to me. Um, I wanted to talk about uh, a couple specifics uh, in the actual songs themselves. Uh, something that I really, really, really enjoy. Speaking of the intro and stuff like that. That fucking intro melody is mm. so haunting sounding mm. almost. Yeah. It's so like creepy, not creepy, just haunting's a better, yeah. And just like, once again, the guitar tone is just, is so fucking cool it's and the kind so of, good. For me, it's the kind of shit you'd be thinking about in the shower. Like you would just be like in the shower, not listening to music and, you know, that you can hear that in your head. Yeah, like it's yeah, like absolutely. It's, ugh, it's like very memorable. Like it sticks with you. Yeah, it's it's it sticks, great. I love it. it sticks and to I, you. It almost feels like um, like uh, like a like a score to a movie. You know mm. what I mean? Like it like a it doesn't feel. I mean, it's definitely an intro, but it's just like. And then they like on the next song they start like they they, they you know it just fucking kicks in and it really you know feels like a like a metal song or whatever. Um, but there's hints of the intro melody of first light in that song, which is why it's called first light last light. It's like, so that even more makes it feel like a fucking score. Cause it's like, this is the overture almost, yes. you know what I mean? I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, like I really call- callbacks. Yeah. I really enjoy that. That, that second song last light. Um, there's a lyric, uh, I need a purpose and I need a reason. I need to know that there is a trophy and meaning. And like thinking about so that that like thinking about just what Bannon was saying about like failures and all that stuff. It's just like, God damn, man, <laughs> like this, this whole record is heavy. It's so heavy. It's heavy, dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, they they do very well at creatively um, spanning more than one song with ideas, um, certain callbacks or bringing ideas like into fruition in a later song like they do a very good job with that in this record yeah Um, and those first two songs really do tie it together very well it's a the record's a really good example and i think this can be said for a lot of converge records uh of the whole album being a thought like being a a, a, a complete piece you know like whereas you know uh, some bands i mean i'm i don't i wouldn't say I, i would think that our band it's probably one of those bands where like songs are kind of like separate, you know, like this is this song, this is the next song, this is the next song. Um, but with Converge, it's like, this is all kind of flowing. And if you're not paying attention, you might not know where this one ends and that one begins. Um, like, yeah, not, not like, not like, uh, not, like that... not like, you know, that they don't have like stops and starts, but like when you think back, remembering the songs, you're like, is that in this song or is that in this song? Uh, you know, yeah. so it's hard to like. They're, they're always thinking about that bigger picture, right? You know, yes, like that's absolutely. The, the, it's definitely, the definitely me- something that sets them apart from, from the other... art to the record to the songs. Like they always have that like that extra layer, which yeah, like is a, why I think they're such a special band. There's so many people, like an ongoing theme throughout everything. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, keeping in mind, like you know, like the overarching themes and all that stuff they in the right in the middle of uh in this in this record track eight is uh in her shadow is that acoustic song oh yeah um, yeah like 
so it so to me you talked about the transition from from uh heartless to you fail me i think the transition from you fail me uh to in her shadow is killer like it it, it you fail me is such a massive song and so fucking heavy this and this is like a breather mm-hmm. this is like yeah. a we're gonna fucking you know beat you to the edge and then just all right now you can you can step back and take yeah. a take a you know take a minute or whatever um, well, I thought sure. it was a really cool, yeah. really cool, like one, two. I like that, that, that pairing a lot. Yeah, no, it's definitely like uh, a very almost, it seems like on purpose, stark difference. Yeah. Like, um, you know, it's just like heartless, that quintessential progressive converge song. And mm-hmm. then you fail me this driving long, like definitely title track. And then into this like very different um super well thought out like jagged edge of a of a song that's like so different it's like once again i'll use jarring as a good verb for it because it's just no, like for really sure is so different and and not to mention uh you fail me and uh uh in her shadow are the two longest songs on the record uh yeah. <laughs> they're five five and a half minutes and six and a half minutes respectively uh it it takes it over takes over a third of the record with those two songs yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say what's the long. yeah the whole the whole record's uh 35 and a half minutes yeah uh, yeah so it, it's like, it, for me man it does not feel like it um no no, no like it's yeah. it's pretty it goes quick it does it goes yeah. by quick how many songs how many is this 12 12 12 yeah it's was well, 13 13 with the, for, with the, the bonus, for the with extra wolves song. at my door right um yeah I went, i'm looking the original tra- track listing doesn't have wolves at my door on it so yeah it has um, it on the it has it on the vinyl on, only on the vinyl yeah yeah oh you know what i bet you they just couldn't fit it for something i know usually vinyls where the i was gonna say cuts, but this the other but, way around it would be yeah, like it would be so like it would be like if this song was well, on the I know cd that, like, but not on the so vinyl there's other bands like afi did that they put their cover of halloween only on the vinyl but you can listen to that on digital now. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking of back then. Maybe maybe there's like a maybe there's some kind of weird rights thing with that song. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, maybe <laughs> like there's an, you know, there's like, you know, at this level of band, there's like ownership of things and like with labels and stuff. So like, who knows? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just um, glad I can listen to it. Somebody, More some, somebody, is better for everyone. Somebody fucked up and just forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> no. like, oh, oh shit. Well, uh, we have someone not listen to the CD? 100,000 copies of the CD are currently in FYE, so it's just uh, not all like a wall at that point, right? Uh, no, FYE, I guess it took over at that point. Because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. high school. Uh, so. Sam Goody. Um, but yeah, so I actually, uh, because this uh, episode, our recording got a little delayed because of uh, Jeff's uh, teeth issues, um, I had ordered this record. Okay, I quick little story time, guys. Uh, I Going into this uh, episode, I was like, well, I, I already know I like this record. I want to own it on vinyl. I don't own it on vinyl. So I, I tried to buy it like three separate times and every single time because I was trying to get the original mix, not the Redux. The Redux is really easy to find. The original mix is a little bit more difficult. Right. And so I kept trying to buy it. And every time the person would message me like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. This is actually the Redux. Yeah, they're just not the original. Just Do you still you? want it? And I'm like, no, I don't want it. I, want I was literally so I was actually <laughs> looking to find the vinyl so I could see where side B started because I wanted to know because I don't have the vinyl either. And it's like 
over two hundred dollars to get the original from most people. Like I couldn't what? find it at a good price. Well, I for the found it for way less than that. So good, good, <laughs> good. I, uh, I couldn't tell you where what side B starts, but yeah, I'll tell I, you. Uh, I'll tell you tomorrow. Some <laughs> random ass, uh, like weird print that I'm unaware of from Discogs or something. Oh yeah, I mean, this was a. I, I just picked up like a second pressing as like one of like three thousand yeah. copies. Whatever. Anyways, oh, cool. um, but so one thing I wanted to bring up about the vinyl is the um. You were talking about like we were talking about the artwork always being something super cohesive, even like something as simple as the um, label on the center of the vinyl is fucking cool as shit. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. this really cool design of these like uh, snake skeletons with like a splatter. I fucking really like it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wish that it was on a shirt or something because I would totally wear that. Uh, (laughs) It looks really fucking cool. Um, But Let's let's talk about the main artwork for well, a second. Hold on, let's talk about okay. that a little more. Think about thema- okay. think about thematically that with the music video. Big splashes oh, of shit. Yeah, big splashes yeah. of red snakes. It's, yeah, like I said, that, that it's always sense. that bigger picture. <laughs> like they, they're <laughs> so, so good smart. at it. They're so good at it. I, I didn't even it's think very about artistic that, so yeah. minded. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the main art a little bit. It's the it's the you know very iconic even as almost as iconic as uh the jane doe picture it's the hand the severed hand or whatever yep um it's so cool i i remember seeing uh uh this this kid when i was going to college he had this black hoodie and it just had the fucking hand on it and i remember thinking i was like damn that's a fucking cool hoodie i was not uh as into converge at the time as i am now but even then i was like that's just fucking cool it's so simple it's such a cool logo that I found a shirt that I knew didn't fit me and I bought it because it was a You Fail Me shirt and gave it to my wife and she cut it up to wear it just because of how cool it was. Oh, so, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I, want, I was like, I, this I, is too cool not to have it, even though I, I don't fit in a medium, you know, like <laughs> it's like so. one of those like 20s, the roaring 20s things where you're like, I want to see you in this. <laughs> Did you fail me, sure? <laughs> and, and and the lady will have a salad. <laughs> God damn it! Um, that's fucking fu- okay. I'm go. back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh shit. Well, um, yeah. I mean, if it, I I don't know, man. It's it's a fucking it's a fucking amazing record. Um, they're, they're really, that really cannot be undersold. Um, I think, especially after this dive back into it, like this super deep dive into it, like, I think that this is, I mean, top three converge albums for me for sure. Uh, I'm not sure what my number one is, but like, it's, it's definitely up there. I actually Um, think this is, I was thinking about that too. I thought this might come up and this is my third favorite Converge record. Okay. Well, do you know your other two offhand? I do. Yeah. It's all the love is first Uh, record just blows me away. Start to finish. And the theme of that record, just really just such a heavy theme for me. It it is an amazing Um, record. Well, and yeah, I don't want to like, you know, ruin other episodes, just the the theme (laughs) behind it. And then, uh, acts to fall because that was the first time I heard converge. And I remember like three songs in being like, wait, this is another song. It just like, it (laughs) flows so well. And it's just, it just hits you with these riffs over and over and over again. So, Um, and then, and then you fail me is my third. So so. we actually got, uh, I'm just going to bring this in a little early. We got a little, uh, listener question. I wasn't gonna, I almost didn't say it, but now it's perfect. Uh, 
Jeff, longtime listener, friend of the pod, Jensen. Jensen. Jensen wrote in. Jensen from uh, Germany. Said, he said, yeah, he's from Germany. He said, how would you rank all of the Converge records or is it too early to ask? It's too early and to, to be honest, it's too early to ask. We, Because, you know, we're going to be covering a bunch of them and I don't want to give anything away. And I also, my opinion might change because we're going to fucking dive super hard into them. How dare, I think that how dare alone you? could be a really good special episode is after later on to do one where you rank, you talk about your ranks on each other. Damn, so. that's not a bad idea. How dare so, you ask that of us, Jensen? Patreon. Yeah, how, Jensen, God damn it, Jensen. <laughs> I don't want to fail you without answering. Oh, yet, but... you're fucking mm, done. Fucking. You are out of here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I, I gave you my oh, three, though, man. so does that count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there my you go, Jensen. Three. We got Drew's top three. I have a, uh, actually have a quote here about the record from a fan of the record. Uh, Matthew Zagorski says, you Fail Me is the type of record that takes you on a full emotional roller coaster. Every song makes you feel something completely different. There is never going to be a record that is as diverse as this one in our lifetimes. This is songwriting that is so thoughtful and masterful. Some of the guitar tones on this record have never been recreated, besides on the re-release. This is also the first time Jacob Bannon... Uh, takes full reign of his voice to deliver sounds that can't be matched by other vocalists. It's my favorite release from Converge and also my favorite favorite heavy record ever. That's right. God, uh, I think that oh, pretty, it gave me great, chills. Just hearing that quote sum, gave me chills. Yeah, that <laughs> is a great sum of the record. Yeah, it's pretty concise. And imagine that, like, the first time ever hearing Converge really be Converge. Mm -hmm. Like, I heard, I heard other stuff from Converge beforehand, but this was the first time they really wrote a record that sounds like the it there are parts of this record that sound like all the love and sound like the dusk in us like yeah they really became converged yeah, on this record. there's something it's, really it's insane something really special about the idea of that too like like what you're talking yeah. about it's almost like a like it's like the i don't know like it's cool because it's a record it's literally the word record it's a recording of the becoming of the full idea of this band and, yeah. and that's it's definitely that's like crazy. it marks a very special point in time for metal fans and converge fans mm -hmm. and hardcore fans too that's the bit that's the thing too is not a lot of metal bands can really do hardcore as good as converge does right and they do them both very well yes so absolutely um, and then that's just speaks a lot to their writing and their talent all right well guys uh <laughs> That wraps up the record, basically. Uh, unless anyone wants to put any last thoughts, but I think that's pretty good, dude. Talking about this um, record, talking about this record, just got me feeling emotions. Well, I always said that the what makes a good record is that is progressing to a full thought. Like it's not just a a group of songs, but it's actually one gigantic, full thought out like sentence mm -hmm. from start to finish. And I think that's exactly what this record does mm -hmm. very well. It has ebbs and flows. It um, pushes their talent and it, it did new things that had really not been done for, for the band or for that weird mix genre. I will say metalcore, even though that's adapted to be something way different now, right. but yeah. it, at the well, basis well, we metal and hardcore, like it really did do something so different and um, that, yeah, that's a very special record and, it's um yeah just fantastic so all right okay um well we are going to move on to what have we been listening to uh it's been a while since we've done one of these 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff, but to be honest, I really only want to talk about two particular artists. Uh, the first being Paint It Black. Um, Paint It Black oh is one of my, my favorite God. fucking uh, Fuck bands yeah. of all time. I love them so Hell much. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, kind of been... one of the two bands as to why Drysocket Dry exists. Fantastic. Paint It Black and uh, and Kill Your Idols are the two Ooh. reasons why we exist as a band. That, so. that's, that's amazing. Uh, first off, Paint It Black teased that they might be putting out a new record this year. So crazy. I'm very goddamn excited about that. Uh, even if it's just an EP, I don't give a shit. Like, I just want new material. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Yemen's and that other band, Open City, they put out a record like last year or two years ago. And like, that was cool. But it's like, I want new Painted Black. Yeah. Yeah. I've just been listening to their last three uh, EPs that they put out, um, like kind of on repeat. Some a of lot the best lately. songs they've ever written. It's just amazing Worms stuff. Is, Worms is literally my all-time favorite Painted Black song. And it's, it's, on it's an amazing that, song. Yeah, uh, it's on that um, one of those EPs. So. Yeah, and it's like... I don't know, man. Just I was playing it at work the other day and a friend of mine was like, who is this? This is like a really cool. There's there's like this melody, but it's like his vocals are super great. I'm like, you got to fuck it. Just just here. Here's here's their Spotify. Fucking go check them out. I fucking love that band. And I'm really excited that they put out some new music this year. The second artist. It's very different. <laughs> very different. Uh, Alanis Morissette. All right, All right guys. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember how it happened, but all of a sudden, uh, I had the line in my head. I've got one hand in my pocket mm-hmm. and the, uh, the other one flipping a cigarette uh, or flicking a cigarette. And it just was stuck in my head. So I had to listen to that fucking song, which led me on to a whole thing where I just that that hurt their um, that debut record or whatever. It's Jagged just like, Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill is just like been on nonstop, especially at work because perfect. I can play it. The record, I can play it's it. It's a perfect record. Everyone and does, yeah, it's an amazing record. Uh, <laughs> so honestly, a lot of Paint of Black and a lot of Alanis Morissette for me the past couple of weeks. Awesome, Drew. What have you been listening <laughs> yeah. to these days? Yeah, so this this kind of spans um, uh, across genres, but I'm gonna um, throw back back again to that JP episode you just released. Is he um, when you at the fan asked um, about uh, hidden gems? Oh yeah. So uh, I actually knew about Warsaw was raw, and it literally is one of the best. I went back and started listening to them again. It literally is one of the coolest records it's like like i know he said like um if converge took chances or something like that and (laughs) the thing is is that it's so true in so many ways it's like if converge got noisier and like just didn't give a fuck Mm -hmm. like it's seriously an amazing record like it's so aggressive and it's unreal um i did try that uh geronimo band as well i I wasn't into that as much but um definitely warsaw was raw a lot this week he did Um, he did say that geronimo uh was for most people who listen to music would probably think this fucking sucks I, I wouldn't say, say it that, sucks. Yeah. It's just like it's industrial and not usually my thing. Right. Is all. I wouldn't say it sucks. I know what what it takes to do to create some of that right. soundscaping. So, um, but then um, I'm I've been on this kick since like it's the last sh- show I saw too. Is um, uh, there's a band called Anamanaguchi. Um, oh yeah, like, I know them. They're like an eight bit band yeah, that also yeah. they do it. Um, they were like the last thing I saw live and it blew me away how good they were live. Never so I've been listening. Live, 
It's insane. Uh, the whole venue was shaking from their sound system. Wow. Like it was just uh-huh. in, unreal. And it was the Hawthorne. It was a, it's a pretty big venue. And the, um, Trey actually got me in cause he knows people there. So, um, cause he worked there for a while. Um, and then a couple local bands, um, this band called post boredom. Um, they're extremely awesome. We've played with them before. What, what kind of music? They're, um, kind of like, I would say noise rock. Um, okay. Uh, kind of in the vein of like maybe newer daughters or something similar okay. to that, um, but right. a little bit more rocky. Very great live and really awesome. And uh, they were they're put out by Hex Records, which is a good friend of ours. And uh, I am always constantly bumping some old school hip hop. So I've been listening to a lot of Souls of Mischief. They did that '93 till Infinity, John. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, listen to that record. Um, yeah, that's been my my spin oh, awesome. over the last week. I uh. I have been listening to, um, Jeremy, do you remember Dube from, uh, Charlotte? He was like the, like seven foot tall, huge guy yes. that, that worked at yes. the milestone. He was in Hulk. Yes. Um, yes. He was in Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, um, recently we reconnected and he's got like a, he, he classified it as, uh, you know, the old one man black metal project, but, oh, uh, sure. but he, but he, he said with a little less black metal, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's called futility clinic and, uh, it's real sick. It's on Bandcamp. Um, it's very good. And then also, uh, to throw back to our sex positions, uh, episode, uh, Larry, the drummer from the dedication and sex position said that he is, uh, currently in a band, um, called Jake Hill and Deep Creek, I think. Yo, yeah, that's right. Let me look it up just to make sure. I'm, yeah, Jake Hill and Deep Creek. It's on Spotify. It's like a like Americana roots kind of kind of shit, like traditional instrument kind of stuff and um it's good. It's real good. It's rowdy and um I listened to that record some um the record is called Oh, it's just I think it's just called I think the the most recent record is just Jake Hill and Deep Creek, but uh, uh, self-titled. But, sure. Yeah, but that uh, I've been listening to that and um, a lot of podcasts and uh, and actually like a lot of like YouTube videos on fifth edition D and D druids because <laughs> because I'm about to play a druid in a in a new D and D campaign and fantastic. Uh, <laughs> so I've been like I don't know shit about it. I so D&D. I've been trying to like figure it out like. Uh, this is our first like online game too. So like, I'm sure I'm just going to be fumbling all over everywhere, trying to fucking <laughs> work roll 20 and all that shit. But, um, I miss my, uh, my D and D friends. We played a lot, but then COVID happened. Right. So. My, my, my D and D group is the only people I see. <laughs> like, <laughs> pod. Uh, we started. Yeah. That's my pod is, is my D and D group. That's funny. It's, it includes my girlfriend and then like my bet, one of my best friends. And you know what I mean? So it's like, right. it's like, that's it. So, um, well, cool, Jeff. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on to listener shit. Listener shit. First listener shit of 2021. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You need a little jingle. Like a <laughs> oh, listener shit. shit. Yeah. All right, Drew, get on it. All right. All right. <laughs> um, first question. So I have I have I have a few and you know we the last couple have been like fairly straightforward or like about you know music or whatever. I said fuck that for this episode. We're starting off the right way. That's right. 
We got we got Sierra C writing in. All right, Sierra if you C. Ha- if you if you had to choose either chairs or tables to be eliminated from Earth forever, which would it be? Whoa. <laughs> uh, how dare you I ask have that, an answer? How dare you ask that question? <laughs> she said it might cause violence by asking this, but I'm gonna have to say chairs because I gained what the so fuck, much. Drew? Chairs? I, you would get rid of I chairs. Get- you I gained so much. Chairs. How would I play my games on my computer? Wait, you would get rid of chairs? Yeah. That's what he's saying. Oh, because I can stand in game, but I can't sit without a table and play games. I play so much Destiny, y'all. Like, <laughs> you, could, you could fucking have a TV on a wall, man. Have a controller. Ooh, true. You don't need I tables. play on key, mouse and key like a true gamer. Uh, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> God. Ha- <sighs> I, I'm getting rid of tables. I can, st- I can I stand, never get rid I mean, of and chair. that's coming from a dude. I'm a I'm a big dude, and I like to sit. But damn, could you keep a couch? No, is a couch a chair? Is a couch a chair? Is a hot I, dog I, a sandwich? Is I'm... a couch a chair? <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying get rid of the tables because I'm I'm doing a broad sense of the word chair. So, yeah, yeah, Shit. fuck a table. I can hold a plate and eat. Whatever. Yeah, but oh man, I can't game without a table. <laughs> I can game standing up, standing at a table. So <laughs> standing desk. Yeah. So I'm gonna say no chairs. All right, Jeff. What's your answer? I can sit on a bed. No, you can't. If you sit if you if you sit on it, it's a you chair. Just, you just sit down, it just disappears. <laughs> yes. If you go to lay down, it's fine. Yes. But if you sit down, it's gone. Yeah. So you have to so in order to get into the bed, you have to just like jump and turn Flop. and like land yeah. on <laughs> land on your back in the bed so that you don't actually accidentally disintegrate your bed by you sitting roll, on it. You gotta roll out of it. Yes. You can't yeah. how, do, how do you get out? You just like scoot down yeah, you just, and like No, you just roll, you just, just like, cower, you just, like throw yourself off the edge. <laughs> But so that means anything you sit because that like you know a stump would just disappear because it's not saying everything that you sit on it's just chairs you can get creative is a saddle a chair just use raw materials use raw materials as as seating is the the ground a chair (laughs) in this world sure fuck it (laughs) all right give us an answer Jeff right now I'll get rid of chairs okay yes next question from Alexa D. Alexa D writing in. Sierra, that question made me sweat. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm literally sweating. I was just like, God damn, I'm sweating. Because I was worried uh, about a fucking... <laughs> I was like, what if my bed disappeared? <laughs> Imagine right, this. Ale- Ima- who, who else puts their laundry on a fucking chair when they're not doing it? <laughs> it's just laundry on the ground yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's just constantly getting, right. getting dirty. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Alexa D writes in. Have you ever considered what it would be like to live a day in the life of a sunfish? No. I have not considered it, but would I, I not now, enjoy I it? I have now considered it. I don't know. So, I, would I, say, I, I, I would say I might enjoy it I, until I got caught. I will say I don't appreciate you making up animals, first and foremost. <laughs> you know what a sunfish is, Jeff? They're those giant I'm making up animals. I'm not making shit up. They're those big ass fish that like just like float around because they're like 
they're not nutritious, so nothing eats them, <laughs> and they just exist for like hundreds of years. Wait, I'm already a sunfish. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right now. I'm gigantic. I'm not nutritious, and nobody wants it. Nobody wants me. All right, I got I got two more questions. One of them, one more random, one more random. We got Paige D writing in. Should blue cheese exist? Yes. Oh, I fucking hate blue cheese. Get it out. Oh. It's just extra fungus bullshit cheese. <laughs> just get the fuck extra moldy ass fucking garbage. Just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Disgusting. Last year I might be on the same page as you, Drew. Not anymore. I'm, I'm I've converted. I like blue cheese now. Gross. It's good. I like it on my pizza. <laughs> you can have your mold. <laughs> extra mold. What is cheese with are... moldy milk? <laughs> I know, but you can have the Don't extra say that. Extra Don't say mold. that. It is. It's the it's truth. What it is. Fucking you say that out loud. The Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cheese is moldy milk. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question. I know it is, but you don't have to fucking say it. <laughs> it's so true. Yet so controversial. All right. Last question. This is a. This is a more of a serious question. Just to round off the thing, we got Jamie H writing in. What Death Wish records do you predict will come out this year? First episode of the new year. I figured this was a good one. Oh, I've got yeah. three that, that I'm pretty, be, I'm pretty positive there's, about. There's gonna be a Galjaway record. Is there? I think so. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else. All right. I definitely think there's gonna be a Converge record. Converge. For, yeah, I'm thinking sure. Converge. Oh, yeah. Do they have? Because the they seven inch is the last thing they put out, right? Well, so. they had that they had that new song on the Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. soundtrack, yeah. yeah. And I think they probably just that was like a B side for the record. And well, also like last year they were gearing up for all the festivals, and I think that maybe this record was going to come out last year, and then everything just went to shit, and they were like, uh-uh. and just like it all got yeah. pushed back. So yeah, yep. that's, that's I think true. I think Converge is definitely going to come out with a record this year. Uh, I think uh, Planes Mistaken for Stars. Ooh. Remember, Jeff, we've been talking about how like that Blunt Razors band got created. Yeah. And they also said that they're working on it, you know, right. Because the guy exactly. has some um, throat cancer or whatever. But yeah, like, they, they've yeah. like explicitly stated that they are working on a record. Yeah. So I feel, so I feel like that's going to that's going to come out. And then same same kind of concept. Uh, Birds in Row. I was uh, literally going to say, I hope a Birds in Row record comes Birds out. Birds in Row definitely said that they've been working on a new record. So yeah, I, I, those, I, I hope for that because those I Those were my band. three. I thought about Galjaway, but I feel like it's too soon because they put out a single last. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I, um, so I actually have a funny story about Birds in Row. Um, so I was in like a, a screamo band for a while, uh, two of them. But anyway, we played a show with uh, Birds in Row and Loma Prieta. And um, two days before that, I was on my skateboard and I got clipped by a car, ate shit real hard and busted my eye up real bad. Mm. Nice. And I had this huge black eye. Like I'm talking like gigantic, like half my face was black, black Fuck. and blue. <laughs> and the 
bassist from Birds and Row at the time because they got there a little early. We were talking, and uh, they're broken English, obviously. Right. Um, and he was they're like, from France. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. So I was talking to him, and he was like, "Oh, I like I like your face. Sometimes I wear makeup too." And I was like, "Oh, sick! That's super nice of you to say." Um, this is actually a black eye. <laughs> he was so genuinely nice about it too. I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" But like, I, I this actually, is a black eye. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't gonna bring this story up, but I think it's really funny that you said that because Virgin Road genuinely super super nice people. Very the last much, time, yeah. not the last time they toured in the country, but the time before they did some dates with. Uh, frameworks who are from gainesville so they played a house show in gainesville a couple years ago so crazy. and uh uh afterwards uh me frameworks birds and row and some other guys went to this pool like and hung out and stuff and they ended up staying at my house i had a very large doberman at the time mm. uh and the sweetest dog in the world because you know like you know you because not all dobermans are mean dogs it's bullshit like <laughs> oh no Anyways. it's all it's just it's all about the um the um owners and yeah, how it's much not they love dangerous their breeds pups. that's a fucking yeah. myth anyways yeah absolutely uh, sweet, sweetest dog in the world her name was harley and uh oh harley the, i think I, I think yeah harley i think it might have been the bass player he was like freaked the fuck out and he couldn't but he couldn't explain what was wrong to me and i was like trying to figure it out and he's just like uh uh uh, uh big big dog big dogs i'm scared like and uh -huh. i was like oh man i'm so sorry like but he was just <laughs> and afterwards he apologized because he realized what was going on and like but he would they were he was just so nice about it yeah. he was like he was not trying to be like get that fucking dog away from me you know what i mean he yeah, was trying to like work through it like yeah. yeah oh it was it was it was a good time yeah they, they were um, so nice to us like they, especially like we were just like a little opener band and they're all like on tour and shit and that was right when uh yumi and the violence came out so they oh, were yeah. like you know not quite really big yet and sure. um they were just so nice to us um and another like weird shout out is i i know they're like not doing it but it would be really crazy if like burning love put out a record or uh. <laughs> um but also um like um uh who else i was looking at a list to um Oh, uh, I don't. I might be a little too soon, but um, Cult Leader might put something out too this year. Yeah, that that is yeah. definitely a possibility. Yeah, that, I'm actually going to pull that up record, a record. That record's a little old now. Well, I'm like, going to pull up a list real quick too because I'm curious. I'm interested. I mean, I you, I would think that a lot of bands have been creating during uh, COVID. Uh, so you know who knows uh, yeah. what the what the landscape I feel like is. now now would be the time for a little bit of an unexpected release from someone mm -hmm. Oh you know will um, will there be like, another super Jacob unit. Bannon band <laughs> Yeah it's another one it's I will say that uh uh Val has been putting out new music and mm -hmm. probably will oh, put yeah. out more new music but probably there, not on Deathwish like, cuz they're all over the place yeah. I feel like every two weeks I get a notification from Bandcamp being like thou or the body put out a new record yeah, exactly. <laughs> or something new. I'm just like, Oh my God, um, a super unison wait, too. Wait they, it's been a bit. I don't know if record. they're doing anything anymore, but super unison is broken up. Oh yeah. I could, I couldn't remember. Yeah. They but, were broken um, up. That would be the other one. But, but, but looking at this recent death wish list, it made me remember frail body. Oh is, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. They're writing a new record. Maybe uh, Harbor lights, uh, because Harbor, maybe Harbor lights as well. Because, yeah. Because the record that I think the record that, um, that Death Wish picked up of Harbor Lights or whatever. Uh, did they even release that record or was they did? They did. They released it. Yeah. But I think it was like a re-release. I think that record was already out. So like, I don't think there's been like, if I remember correctly, I don't think there's been like a full, like full on 
from the ground up Harbor Lights release on Death Wish yet. So, um, and then the last one I will say, you mentioned Loma Prieta. I now remember that early last year they put out that single, uh, and I'm pretty sure uh i like talked to someone i don't remember i think they're sitting on a record mm. oh uh, wow. they were not sure That's... when to like uh release it because their bassist uh james lives in jacksonville mm-hmm. uh and the rest of the band like lives in california you know so it's like a weird like yeah. thing so it's like i think they're sitting on some stuff though so i think we might see a loma release this so year there's gonna be there might be a heavy hidden death wish yeah like, it could be summer, like fall i mean probably. Yeah, if, i feel like if you have I feel ahead, I Jeff. feel like uh, I feel like 2021. Well, depending on how COVID goes, uh, I feel like 2021 is probably going to be oversaturated with releases uh, from not just Death Wish, but just bands in general. Like, like you know, yeah. everybody wants. Like, I was thinking about touring earlier today, and I was like, God, it's going to be such a fucking pain in the ass, dude, because everybody yep. is going to be out there. Like, yep. everybody's going to hit the road. I, I'm in such a weird mode. I'm so overwhelmed with everything going on right now mm-hmm. that I, like, I'm not even considering road stuff. Right. Like, <laughs> there's, there's some possibility kind of came up uh, to drive. I won't, I won't speak of it because right. I don't want to, like, falsely right, talk right, right. about some sure. crazy opportunity. But something kind of came up in our midst and we were like, wow, this would be insane. And I was like, but, like, when's this going to happen? Like, 2022, 2023? Because, right, like... Right. I'm so overwhelmed with the fact of like, there's so much wrong right now uh-huh. and I could give a fuck less about playing a show right, right now right. until other things are fixed, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm not saying that to like make someone else feel bad for wanting to play shows or something. It's just like my prerogatives have changed so much that I'm like right now super happy with like writing and releasing no, totally. and, and waiting because it's, it has been a good, like we've kind of been prevailing as far as mm-hmm. the pandemic's been going we've been you know all this extra shit happening and stuff like that so i've been very grateful of that but like it's just so hard to like even promote like we like um like we were like at one point like we were gonna get shirts made and i was like why the fuck are we doing this like we shouldn't be like promoting people sending us money for no reason uh <laughs> it's just like weird shit that like we like, as a band we were like starting like our priorities are so much like we need to fucking everyone needs to get on their feet but i do think on a positive spin because i'm trying to do that more often (laughs) i think there's been a lot of people who have been really upset with like their local like where to play shows i won't say all venues are bad or anything that because the venue that i always book at um that blackwater that you get that machine is played i fucking love that place Mm -hmm. they're amazing people they treat their band so fucking well they got vegan Um, chicken wings everything yeah well you can trade in your drink tickets for free meal with a, like, with a, I, it's with a just bone it's got a vegan so bone in it jeremy yeah <laughs> it's it's a sugar, sugar cane, cane as a vegan bone, as a bone. but um it's anyway it's it's so that I, I i do like venues and all but like a lot of people had a lot of complaints about like you know venues being shitty to bands and totally um and we had we had some really bad venues that um I like personally was banned from because of them being shitty and me not really taking any nonsense. And uh, I think now's a really good opportunity to talk to businesses that may have a space and be like, Hey, when things are better, this could be a really great, healthy relationship to start. You know, no, totally. I like, I, like, I think it's a good time to kind of like metaphorically, like drag the lake yeah. and find the people that are, you know, looking for creative ideas to help make money um, mm-hmm. uh, or, you know, people who want to like use it to donate or whatever, like, 
making those friendships and those relationships for your scene, I think is the now's a really good time for that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so like in a, in a positive way, it is like a good time to, you know, um, market or like, you know, reconnect with your community and, um, you know, socialize a little bit and reach out because, um, there are going to be businesses that are looking for creative ways to get foot traffic in mm -hmm. and they might be really willing to see like the DIY side of it. And, and, you know, you can back it up with like respectful shows and show that like, you know, it does help a business too. So, um, I do think this, this is going to be a good time to create really great building blocks, blocks to better scenes for people who want to put in the time. Um, but I do think that like our communities are in danger and they need help. And that's more important right now to me mm -hmm. than like playing. But um, also crazy things have come our way and like tour has been talked about and I'm just like, wow, what a weird concept to think <laughs> about right now. No, totally. For sure. Um, all right. Uh, one last thing before we kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, Jeff, I really uh, wanted to talk about our Patreon real quick. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, uh, guys, uh, speaking of giving us money for no reason... Uh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good. It is a good cause. You guys are providing great content for a really great time. We also use when that money to do. It. We use that money to like buy giveaway items and stuff. It's not yeah. going to my pocket. Yeah, it's literally it's, it's literally going into Deathwish's pocket because we just we <laughs> we like we we take that money and go directly to the Deathwish store and buy shit to give listeners. Yes. Talk about like free advertising. I know every week, every week yeah. or whatever. I mean, uh, if anyways. they wanted to pick our fucking podcast up, it wouldn't um, go amiss. We wanted to announce uh, this month's uh, episodes. We'll be recording these uh, sometime relatively soon, and they'll be out uh, before the end of the month. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we have a Patreon for five bucks a month. You get exclusive access to two bonus episodes every single month. Uh, they always have a theme, and this month's theme, Jeff, what is it? We're doing our favorite record from 2020. Each of us is picking one. Um, Jeremy's going to fucking hate mine. <laughs> uh <laughs> i think you'll like mine i'm uh so for my pick it's gonna be the self-titled spice lp that came out last year uh i i mean it's my number one for a reason it's an amazing record but uh it's relatively short compared to jeff's <laughs> uh mine is uh andy the door bum and the record that came out last year is called even when the cat comes and it is an hour and a half long yeah that's gonna that's gonna be a trek and it is <laughs> i don't know man like i don't jeremy have you ever listened to andy and the door bum andy the door bum a little bit i've seen the live streaming it, stuff uh, there's a lot of slow dark deep voice stuff and uh i know that you're not the biggest fan of that type of stuff so uh <laughs> we'll see how this goes maybe this will convert me who knows maybe this will convert anyways. you anyways <laughs> convert me all right anyways uh yeah so five bucks get access to those fucking episodes and like we said that that money's just kind of going back into fucking Death Wish's pockets. But whatever. Uh, next episode, we are going to be discussing... Oh, this is a band I've never heard of. So that's real fun. It's a band called Nine. Nope. Never heard of them. Uh, <laughs> and they have an LP called Killing Angels. Mm. Uh, that is going to be the next episode we are talking about. 
If you want to follow the podcast on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Deathscography Pod. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Deathscography. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Iron Raygun. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Car Bomb Sermon. Drew, is there anywhere that anything you want to plug? Any? Do you want to plug your personal stuff? If not, that's cool. You want to plug the band stuff? This camera right here. Um, that camera right there. I don't this know. is your turn. This camera right there. This camera. <laughs> Sorry, right here. I've been watching hot uh, ones. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm in a band called Dry Socket. Uh, I do solo stuff called Landscapes. There's an E in the center and it's silent. And like I said, you'll never find it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I do a bunch of different things. And uh, my probably my personal Instagram, Drew Clegg. Or you know, just go uh, follow Machinist and buy all their merch. Oh, wow. Are you are you are you, are you streaming? currently or are you taking a break from that no i so i'm 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 in the middle of working on speed running games oh. and um when i have runs that i feel like are manageable and can start working on them i'm gonna start streaming oh, yeah. again that name is drew plays as in i play video games one one word drew plays you can follow me on a on twitch for that oh yeah um yeah otherwise just uh writing music doing stuff oh, yeah. and uh Buy Machinist merch. Oh. <laughs> no, buy uh buy that dry socket record when it comes out on yeah. vinyl in uh, six years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> six years. Yeah, something like that. All right. Well, uh, thanks guys for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. You never sneezed. <laughs>